1: I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in NBA. But they do have some big old winners. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, watch you take your pants off. i oh, I understand. Come
0: on, it quickly, Ringgate!
2: Yes, big match. No one is in the fucking reserves.
3: Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get to the boat. Welcome to episode 259 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and Alex Jones. We do have Brad Martin with us today, first appearance in quite a long time. If you go back through the archives, you'll hear him on a previous episode. Lots to get into today. Brad is a United fan, so you can uh, probably assume what we're going to be getting into. Congratulations to Goff on his engagement. He's uh, not here today. He's uh, partying. Celebrating either the engagement or Ollie being sacked. Not sure which. <laughs> We've got Arsenal's uh, humbling against Liverpool to get into. A, a little bit on Spurs, I think, just to keep Alex happy and uh, we'll see what else uh, tickles our gooch later on. Lots of news in the week to get into. Um, some I actually pictured TK laughing at whilst I was gathering it, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing.
0: Like oh, you see us. the one that
3: I think he uh, made chuckle at. Anyway, I will take you through that right now. And to get started, an Indian man was found alive after a night in the morgue freezer. Till he won that. It's kind of said, like, (laughs) he was having like a night off. (laughs) Like, this was his choice. But uh, I'm assuming it wasn't. Um,
4: He's got a lot of questions to ask. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, especially with recent headlines, uh, this side of the pond. Um, Woman swallows AirPod instead of painkiller, seizes the initiative and records the audio from her stomach. Um, Not sure if she's selling that or what the initiative was there, but that's what she's doing. It's quite a niche
1: market if she is. (laughs) Nobody
3: buys it. One that I can really admire here. um, Thief cuts weight just to commit burglary at his former employer's home. <laughs> um, I like the idea of him knowing he's got to lose like ten pounds to squeeze through the window or something, and him really like getting to work.
0: Then don't Rocky like is a it a bit. lot.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, bottles not permitted at check-in. So women, so women throw free booze party at airport. <laughs> I don't know how much bottles they were trying to get through to throw a party. But I did see a picture accompanying this one and it, it did look quite the shindig, So I don't know if they had crates they were just trying to carry on as their hand luggage or, or what.
4: I just stumbled. How many upon times have
5: you, yeah, how many times have you got to go on holiday to realise you're not as taken <laughs> 50 <laughs> ml through?
0: If
2: what, what do you feel can take a bottle of but, wine with me? What's going on? The the best one, the best one I've seen is a guy he was obviously just doing a UK to UK flight and he uh he was rushing through the air, rushing to the airport got to security he was a bloody builder and he was trying to take all of his tools as carry-on he he was like, but he was like it was initially like he was shocked that he couldn't they weren't just gonna say go to him oh go on just what just this once mate <laughs> just, what, what
4: was he on thinking?
2: <laughs> just a 50
4: yeah, kilos yeah. worth of stuff here
2: that's fine
3: just got a um, saw. Just got a
0: saw, like, tucked
3: into <laughs> the side of his trousers. Yeah. Grandmother issued with restraining order to stop feeding
1: carrots to sad horse. <laughs> <DLC> <laughs> <stri>. <laughs> Who's <laughs> determined the happiness or the sadness of this horse? Well, I, how's if, we
3: know if, it's, that? if this bloke's trying to keep his horse on a nice diet and he's coming back and he's just being fed, like, 50 carrots by this old lady, <laughs> he... he Gotta keep her in check. I think we touched. He's just before. trying to make sure that he can see in the dark. So
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd be the, nice. the beauty of these headlines, why does the fact she's a grandmother matter? Like, <laughs> unless, she, unless she's the grandmother of the horse, what significance does that have to the story? She's relating
3: to this sad horse. Um river that smells like beer discovered in Hawaii. And get
0: since there was another
3: headline that it says <laughs> it does actually contain alcohol
4: behind me. You have people like Augustus Gloop just going in there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love mentioning Augustus Gloop, such a nice little, uh, there's no two ways about it.
4: He's a funny kid to laugh at. Just that a perfect <laughs> fatness of a kid where it's just kind of funny being a fat kid.
3: I tell you, he is. If anyone watches the darts, uh, the Ali Pali next month, Gabriel Clements is Augustus Gloop growing up. <laughs> He's just spitting image.
4: Imagine if uh, actually was
3: <laughs>
4: what a transition.
3: Irish Minister calls for Lotto to be more winnable.
1: This is something we can all get behind, I think.
3: <laughs> Seems fair. Until, until you win the lottery and you're getting about 20 quid.
1: That happened once. I remember the first time and only time i really ever played it, the Euro Millions. I got an email notification saying that, congratulations, you've won. I opened it to find out it was like £2.50. The, the roller coaster of emotions that I went through, seeing that, the subject title of that email, Know, that There's that awesome. clip that
3: went viral this week of all them lads like cheering on their mate after he'd uh, won a million that because they worked with him. Most jobs I've been at before, if if someone there won a million, I would not be
0: celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cursing them
3: from the other side of the office or uh, the shop or whatever it is. You've got
5: to but get behind old them. old boys, man in a cartoon nothing, shaking though. my
3: fist.
4: <laughs> if you don't
5: start celebrating with him, he's not giving you any cut, is he? If, if you,
3: if you—that's
4: what they're praying on, isn't it? Yeah. I actually think
3: I resent being given money by someone like that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? Make your mind up, here. Well, <laughs> if,
3: if I don't, like it, is... I'd rather, I'd rather you not try to buy me.
4: That's such honest. a. Yeah, till he offers you like fucking ten grand, you're not going off. Well, you know what? I resent you a bit. I'm not taking.
3: What? Well, I mean. I mean... If he's offered me ten grand, he's definitely won a, a decent amount. So I'm probably still going to be resenting him.
4: <laughs>
3: <They're> <laughs> a bit more than that, guy. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I want to bet. What an awful blow! A, a rare one as the weekend went. It's not very much, but I backed Spurs at half time when I saw them at just under five to one. I was still cheering on Leeds to nick a goal late because <laughs> I resented the fact that they were getting some happiness with me. Uh, 86-year-old great-grandmother crowned winner of Miss Holocaust Survivor pageant
0: <laughs> Wow <laughs>
3: This is the one I knew you'd enjoy
0: Where, I mean,
1: What photos do they judge it? Are they,
3: they during or
1: after? what, what
3: hey, She's 86, there's a big pageant going on
4: <laughs> Come on, have you not heard of it, lads?
1: Yeah <laughs> I thought was common knowledge. Another great
3: headline here. Um, Chinese goat farm is using facial recognition to stop incest.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh my god. I've seen the
3: logic. (laughs) Farmer filed police complaint after buffalo refuses to be milked.
4: (laughs) In this day and age, that's rape.
3: One that annoyed me this week. Uh, Adele has persuaded Spotify to take the shuffle button off all album pages so tracks must play in the artist's own order. She said, we don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason.
4: No point in shuffling their fucking songs. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and even still, once you've listened to
3: it once, I understand the first time, yeah, you might want to listen through the right way. I might want to mix it up. Yeah. You are able to download
4: individual songs but if you just want to listen to a couple of them.
3: Why would I download
4: individual songs when I've got Spotify? Why would you download individual Adele songs? Christ. Yeah, that's also true. Actually, you going for a tough time.
3: I suppose what, I, uh, I what is it, <laughs> Billy Ricky? And you wanna join in with the uh, dressing room songs.
2: <laughs> I suppose this is making for some reason this is making me think of like when you go to a restaurant and you've got a chef who wants a dish to be certain in see eaten in a certain way oh. at a certain <laughs> standard like like when like the so Byron is the guy here who order, who orders a well done steak that is no have longer a steak. I would have medium when the power. chef wants it to be who, with a chef that wants it to be medium rare. <laughs> chef starts you throwing those, stuff.
0: You,
3: you get those steak nonces that will put like their always reply when you yeah. see anyone post a, a, a steak on Facebook or something There's a lot people are there like, Oh, you call her steak, It should be rarer than that. I, I want more blood and all this nonsense you see all that you sure the sea is right on there i would have done that differently <laughs> any good chef i'll tell you he wants not serve anything less than medium well if he's paying for it then fair enough if i'm paying for it <laughs> cook it how i bloody want it I hate that because it's always the same people that'll say it. any good chef well if he's if he's eating it cook it how he wants it don't give me this <laughs> nonsense and i'm telling you those comment sections under any stake on any social media. Worst people you'll ever find. It's like the people that don't have a football team to support. So they're supporting medium well. one just before we started here. Man, banned from all-you-can-eat barbecue in China for eating
4: too much. I did see this headline.
3: We've spoken about Chinese buffets before, haven't we? Where they were, like, charging you less if you weighed less. <laughs> weighing you or measuring you before it. you got through. TK is getting a very
5: good
4: deal here. Oh, I'm getting a hell of a deal. then <laughs> like two quid for my meal. Lovely job.
3: I love seeing the American American like, barbecue buffets you see. They always look so good. I don't think I've ever sat and eaten anything that has actually been put as like, brisket on the menu, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I know what it tastes like just by seeing all these pages. <laughs> There's some barbecue brisket, some mac and cheese, Ooh, wouldn't want to go there with Sean,
5: though. Would you want to eat anywhere ribs. with Sean, really?
3: <laughs> I always say, the time we went out for a meal at Christmas and he said he was ordering ribs, and the whole table's like, oh, God. Oh, God. He's not having ribs. I'll put a little reference back to Lisbon, where I was actually worse
5: at the table than Sean. And that's how to bad you, it
3: was.
4: To you are, Mr.
3: <laughs> and the... Uh, I don't know why I laughed. Last headline for today... Um, Pizza delivery man gets $180,000 settlement after being crushed by £400 of cheese.
1: I was going to go, that's the way I'd want to go.
0: I'm
1: confident I could eat my way out of that as well.
0: <laughs>
1: was in... It'd be like 127 hours, just a bit more fun for me. I feel like it was India maybe, where that guy
3: fell in like a soup baker. A giant vat soup. Remember the headline somewhere. It probably says a lot that I can't pick out when or where it was. There's been so many. But anyway, um, may have to remove one of Brad's comments earlier. So uh, there'll be a reference back to that if uh, you didn't hear it earlier. Saving his soul. Ollie out is the first headline we will get to today. It finally happened. We've not been willing it on, but we've been talking about it for the last God knows how long. Couldn't believe he survived uh, the Europa League loss. Um, Yeah, finally happened Saturday night. The Athletic understands, Brad, if you can believe this. If United had managed a draw on Saturday, Oli would still be in a job.
5: It honestly doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Which is worrying.
3: Um, Worrying
5: because for three years, he's done well in terms of recruitment, but I don't really know how much involvement he has in the recruitment. So, United a recruited bit on that. well in terms of players. Um, but they, they're definitely players they should have or
3: could have recruited that they didn't. So, I say well, it's probably okay. Um, well, I'll ask you some questions before we fit on, kind of reflection on uh, Ollie's time. I thought if I'm going to take you through everything that's happened in the last, what, 72 hours? Then yeah. we'll kind of react bit by bit, because some of this really have my blood boiling. <laughs> right starting here, within two hours of the full-time whistle going on Saturday, super agent Jorge Mendes placed a call to ask about the manager's position at Old Trafford. Um, leeches these blokes. Oh,
0: the worst.
4: And...
3: Um, he was assured the matter was in hand so when you got these leaks on saturday and we were kind of saying it shouldn't be too hard to kind of work out where this is coming from a board meeting and supposedly very top secret and private i guess these are the kind of ways to which it can get out um mendes had been engaged in dialogue with united's directors for around the last two weeks before solskjaer's dismissal um he's been proposing that um uh, Julien Lepetagui, if I've pronounced that correctly, uh, comes in as a replacement, the uh, severe coach who actually uh, knocked Solskjaer out of the 1920 uh, Europa League en route to winning it. Um, supposedly, he's got a release clause that uh, Jorge Mendes is encouraging United to pay and uh, get behind. He also. I wonder uh, why you might be saying that. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm sure
3: we can probably find this out, but. He says he was also acting because another of his clients, who at United, was said to have concluded that Solskjaer was short of the level required. Um, Now, I know Ronaldo, supposedly, and you know, these are all sources, but they're usually pretty spot on. There's enough people willing to talk these days. Um, Ronaldo had lost faith in Solskjaer's capacity to guide United to silverware since rejoining the club and was becoming more and more vocal about it. Um, Bruno Fernandes is another player whose confidence had crumbled. Um, they say there was no kind of blazing fury among the squad, but certainly uh, a, a simmering discontent. They should tell their performances that. Well, <laughs> Ollie comes in to Carrington on Sunday, came in at 8 a.m., have talks with Woodward. He pretty much knew what was happening. Um, sweeten the deal as he is walking away with a uh, 7.5 million pound payoff. So um, I guess that's what happens when you sack a manager four months after giving him a new deal.
1: Jeez, no wonder he's happy during that. <laughs> yeah. <bit. laughs> yeah, I'll,
4: I'll think... give as many ex-interviews as you like
1: for
0: that. Christ, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I got, I got think serious, we're I got from serious vibes of, of
1: David Brent. When
0: uh, he gets yeah. sacked yeah. and he's
1: in that chicken costume in the office, he's like I've got to go in uh some kids up now. It's gonna be fun. I think, from my
5: point of view, without echoing Neville's comments on it yesterday, where we just don't look like we're we were. Although we definitely should have been ready with it for it. We've had a two-week break where for the internationals where we should have been knowing that his next loss is basically everyone's going to be saying, get him out, get rid of him straight away. We've clearly done nothing from the top to look for a replacement manager. Um, And now we've lost to Watford, which as soon as I saw the result, I kind of thought actually it's probably a bit of a blessing in disguise because... Hmm. Ruin against you. Yeah. Well, I obviously wanted them to win, but after seeing the (laughs) result, I was kind of like, yeah, this may be be not... may not be the worst thing to happen because it definitely means he's got a go. Well, the
3: but news kind of of came so out it, that the meeting was happening and then it was they hadn't made the decision. Supposedly, what the hold-up is and why he wasn't sacked sooner was Edward was obviously on the way out and I've got a bit more on him later and he doesn't want his last kind of official move at the club to be sacking Solskjaer. He's um, got this new guy coming in in his position who doesn't want the first thing he's doing to be to sack Solskjaer. So effectively, what they were hoping was they could just kind of coast to the end of the season. Neither of them would have to officially make the call themselves, and it would deal with itself, was pretty much the reason why he was still in. Is that that like John Murtagh? Yeah. So Solskjaer then comes in. um, He's told he's going to be on the way out. Some confusion at Old Trafford because... They wanted to give Mike Phelan the kind of caretaker's job until they got someone else in, and apparently thought the United fans would be completely against that and would far be in favour of Michael Carrick getting the job, which I'll ask you about in just a moment. But Michael Carrick keeps his job, Kieran McKenna keeps his job, and they were delivering the daily sessions anyway. So it's kind of a thing where not much is really changing on the training pitch at Old Trafford to kind of make a difference. Solskjaer supposedly did request himself an exit interview with the club media, um, which he then got quite tearful in. Um, They say, those who know United's commercial department suggested the interactions would simply be a happy coincidence. Yeah, I've I've actually watched the interview
0: back
5: and
3: it's, it's very much...
5: I'm happy to leave at this point. I know it hasn't been good enough for a couple of months, but it's in a better position than when I took over. Basically, is yeah the whole gist of the interview, isn't it? But and the yeah, club is saying
3: like, look, we're not doing this just for clicks. Although I mean, we're happy we're happy about them, but that's not what we're doing this for.
5: Yeah, which is just the way my like, it seems to be run at the moment, which is an absolute shambles. But like I said earlier, like how have they gone? So, the Liverpool loss, he should have gone after.
0: Mm.
5: The uh, Man City loss, you've got a two-week break after that for the internationals. Like, after the Liverpool loss, you should be looking for a replacement straight away. But clearly, weren't doing anything. After the Man City loss, they haven't done anything. And they've waited for the two-week international break where, albeit a new manager could have come in and worked with the players who aren't on his international duty. They just haven't done that. Solskjaer's gone off on fucking holiday. Sorry about the language. <laughs> he's got off on all of a he's not working with... Uh, he's not working with the players that aren't there. So, he's not even seeing... I don't think Van Der Beek went on international national duty. Lingard didn't. There were players who are currently... But you, you withdrew Rashford, Shaw, Sterling yes. Greenwood. So, we've got all these players that are basically... Like, Sancho wasn't there either. So, these players are all on the cusp of like being in the United yeah. team. And he's just like, oh, I'll just go away. I'll just go back to Norway, see my family. Yeah. <laughs> Carrot go and deal with us and it just and then I think the thing that's frustrated me a little bit about it as well is they've now said that sources from the club have said that Potts is the number one
3: now if they don't we'll get, get to that, that. You're, you're getting out of time here
5: alright sorry I'll I'll go back to you
3: <laughs> you're doing a Harper. did that with Newcastle but Woodward cool. maybe said that he'll make a decision when Spurs next have a shot on target and then that just didn't happen for quite a while
4: on Alex. You're going know, to buy it yeah, that one? of that, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> he thought about it. Um, so, yeah, United turned into an interim manager to run the team until the end of the season, which is quite ironic because, obviously, that's how we ended up in this situation to begin with. Um, Ralph Rangnick, a guy whose name is is, is being chucked forward again, a um, bit more complicated because he has just taken over at uh, locomotive Moscow as a uh, head of sport there. And it's understood that Bell want quite a hefty uh, chunk to buy him out of his contract. Um, First of all, Ralph Rangnick, a guy who, TK, as you've alluded to with Pogba previously, reputation just seems to go up and up the longer longer he doesn't take a management job. It's been nearly 10 years, I swear, since he's actually had a coaching role. Yet I'm seeing United fans clamouring for him. Who can't know anything about him other I than he's pretty he's pretty hefty in the uh, transfer market. Yeah, I
5: can't say I've, i know too much about him as a manager, but from what I've read that they're looking at uh, what well, he would be looking for, like a director role at the end of the season when they bring in a new manager and he'd want to have a chat and a conversation about who they bring in. So well, if so they take Darren Fletcher's well. job, does he? He's technically well, it'll, be, it'll be Fletcher or Myrtle, wouldn't it? Do you that know Darren Fletcher's say. been
3: Coaching as well. Uh, no
5: other technical yeah, but... director
3: in the league is getting on the pitch and coaching. <laughs> he was he was doing his coaching badges
5: before he took the technical director. Yeah,
0: out.
5: and I think they just basically, I think they've probably given just given him a talent. job.
2: Haven't
3: we? Yeah,
5: basically. Have we got a vacancy? Any, Do you want anywhere, you
3: like, like John O'Shea will be there next week.
2: <laughs> Supposedly just the thing with in. Fletcher
3: is um, he's got a good relationship with Ronaldo, and so the club is so tiptoeing around him that they're willing to take anyone that they think can kind of get in Ronaldo's ear, then they're happy for Darren Fletcher to come down and keep him happy. Um, The other name that's being linked quite strongly and is believed to be more realistic is uh, Laurent Blanc, um, who has previously held talks with United, has been touted again. He's currently in charge uh, of Qatar Stars League club, Al Rayan, who, if you see the first Barca about to get Xavi out of his contract, probably won't be a simple task there either.
5: No, I don't um, know. I still don't know why we're looking for an interim manager. <laughs> I've become, like yeah. this is what so I go back to. Like the last like three, four weeks, like we could see the way, like everyone could see the way it was going. Like surely you're looking for your replacement straight away after that 5 0 loss to Liverpool, which they clearly yes, haven't Spurs. done. And
3: um, kind of uh, showed how it's done with Mourinho in particular, didn't they? When they got rid of Poch and then Jose was in the office by the morning. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think to be look, fair,
5: Nuno and Content as well. Like, yeah,
2: you know, yeah. No, that's he knew he was available. He didn't got him in. To be fair, <laughs> to to be fair, I think the only situation where Man United are, should hold fire and not get a manager in straight away straight away is purely down to they've got somebody that they want in mind. They know exactly who they want. They know exactly what they're going to do, and they know that he's not available until the summer. That's that's the Everyone's only reason. This, if,
3: if you want them enough.
2: I, I, I totally agree I totally agree it but at the same time they cannot be um it, it, it's tricky it's tricky uh, obviously we've spoken about Potts already but well, I can't see that I can't I can't see that happening before the end of the end of the season
3: if we do the end of volley here and then we'll I'll ask you first Brad, kind of who you're wanting um A lot of things of Oli, as as always is the case here, have come out after the fact. Um, Part of it is the United kind of directors level do want an atmosphere of compliance, which Solskjaer fitted into quite nicely. Um, It's one of the main criticisms he has against him.
0: He
5: did challenge them
3: on. Very much a yes man, isn't he, for the club? Yeah, and even like, it's not like he just kind of nodded his head and kept his mouth shut, but. When you compared it to Jose Mourinho, he pretty much went in there and pressed the detonator button at the end. and yeah, that, That's that's what um, was his undoing. Solskjaer was more than happy for United's media team to be capturing footage at the training ground for social media. Jose wouldn't let that happen. Um, it's believed Conte is similar and is probably as close to Jose and that kind of mould as you can get, which is supposedly one of the reasons that they were put off him. Um, Supposedly within Watford, they they couldn't believe that there was nobody from the United board who were at the game on Saturday. Um, Ed Woodward lives an hour away and he didn't travel down.
5: Um, You'd like to think they were
3: looking for a new manager, but they were probably, <laughs> probably doing like whatever that. they wanted to on a Saturday <laughs> <They> afternoon. <can't, laughs> the executives, and they, they always interview these for all the uh, kind of news uh, columns and this kind of thing, say, United are laughing stock at other clubs with the lack of kind of football knowledge they have wielding power at the club. Like it, it, it's beyond belief. I mean, there's some are saying that Newcastle have more now with their new owners, and I mean, you've seen what's been said about them. Um, ultimately, where this started to turn was here, it was the Leicester game. Sorry where a lot of the United players kind of thought that that should have been the end there. Um, The fact United did get back to 2... Sorry, if United had got 2-2-2, and as i said before, Oli may still be in a job, after the Villarreal game... Was that the game you drew 2-2? No, we beat Villarreal, didn't we? Did you draw 2-2 with... Sorry... I'm confusing myself here, so many notes. The Leicester game, sorry, where you briefly go back to 2-2 and then ended up conceding 4. Solskjaer comes in the dressing room after and asks his players, what's the problem? Where they all kind of sat there completely silent. Eric Bailly eventually stands up and questioned why Harry Maguire started the game. Only one training session under his belt, missed three weeks with a calf strain and had been picked over him. (laughs) <laughs> Solskjaer then was apparently quite defensive and insisted that the manager made the decisions, and he doesn't know why Byi is speaking to him like that after he <laughs> just asked what the issue was. <laughs> so take this—I uh, mean, for, for what you will. This is the Athletic reporting most of this, um, sponsoring the podcast these days. He then left the room. Bruno tried kind of rallying the troops, um, to, trying to get to the bottom of what the issue is. And a player, believed to be Bruno, said, I think we all know what the problem is here.
4: Jesus.
3: And we spoke about this <sighs> a while back. Ollie gets on well with them, but I don't think they love him to the point where they're fighting for him. And, and, and clearly they're not. I don't uh, absolutely, absolutely absolutely. Like, they don't respect him.
5: Players, with, they see him as the next player like, I feel like they are probably all re- very friendly with him to his face, and he's probably very friendly to them. But behind his back, I think they're probably they probably have separate group chats. Just Slate and Ollie. Well, for someone, the kind of thing that you'd expect, like, mm. like it... they, I think he'd be the perfect like under twenty-three manager, where everything's friendly.
3: Someone who's not yes, really what he was doing before, yeah.
5: but he's I'm... just too friendly with everyone. So, but if you, you can imagine, if you're going into a game, or you've just finished a game, you've played badly, and you've got to go into the change room, and you've got over Sir Alex Pep, Clark, Conte, and you've got him breathing down your neck, you're, you're going to be absolutely like you'll be like shaking in your boots, whereas if you've got the United pe- players uh, react if you've to got, got Oli no, know. but if you've got <laughs> Oli there you're just thinking, yeah, you know what
4: they have a holiday camp, right.
5: isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just everything just seems to be too friendly, I just don't think he's got that little bit of like fire in his belly to be no. the kind of manager to say actually no, I'm not accepting this this is the way we're doing it and I think he's just probably we were fortunate last year. If you look at the games that we've outplayed teams and beat teams by two, three goals, there's not many. A lot of the no. games we won it was by the odd goal, and that was often because either no, opposition had made a mistake, or there was a little bit of a little bit of magic from someone, or Rashford was getting in the box and going down, and the refs were given it. So, like those three things, they were the difference between us probably finishing fifth, sixth to uh, where we did finish
4: we, was, we said on here as well it's a misleading second place as well when you look at the year Liverpool yeah. has the dip Chelsea added for a bit under Frank it's, it's a misleading position
0: really yeah
5: absolutely go on Jeff what are you going to say I
1: was just going to say it's almost it's like when a um, in kids football when a dad takes over his like the manager uh, oh, i
0: had to with that a few times
1: oh, come on now kids like, this is it. And all the kids are calling their, their mate's dad shit behind their back. They don't wanna say <laughs> to his face. Oh like, fuck me, his dad's awful. And his his son in this situation is probably Harry Maguire, just continually being picked. You to dump eighty odd million on a player, you are going to continually pick him, aren't you?
0: Yeah, but there's
5: there's gotta be a point that Solskjaer feels that all right, he's been out injured, he's not playing It is like he's not playing to his best to the best of his ability. There's gotta be a point no matter how much you're worth that he's like actually I'll just take you out the limelight for a, a week or so and then
1: I think that's oh, what a good manager would have done wouldn't it just take you out the yeah. firing line reset but because
5: he just kept playing him Yeah, he, he just got worse and worse like he if just you're fighting like, for your job fought, though, I think you said yeah I know but the reason a lot he's of times we yeah, yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of the goals we're conceding are over counter-attacks or where we're just stupid in trying to press like the Liverpool game for example we're trying, we're trying to press Van Dijk inside his own half Greenwood's trying to press him which leaves Robbo free pass it to Robbo this is yeah, the first was, K that
4: was just superb wasn't it? Wan-Bissaka God.
5: decides to go and press Robert.
4: I've got a so, smile on my face honestly this I is... actually
3: think the press in Liverpool isn't the worst thing no, it's to not, do it's, it's not, not the worst thing in the world it,
5: wasn't. it is for it that the ex- <laughs> yeah the execution of it was so bad like wambasaka you're marking Jotter. Why are you leaving Jotter alone completely and going to press Robber, who's just going to play it round you to Jotter and then within two passes, they're in on goal? It's just like, maybe they've worked on pressing, but you've got to know the right time. Like The right time on pressing is when someone has a bad touch or someone fizzes a pass into someone, so it's a difficult one to control. The pass isn't then, when Van Dijk's... The, the press isn't when Van dyke has got the ball at his feet with 20 yards of space, oh, actually, I'll go and press him now. That's not the time. So, supposedly, how...
3: Ollie had quite a conversation with Bruno and is trying to be improving his game, with the like, analytics and things, saying he's wasting so much energy just pressing himself when that's not what they're being asked to do. And then it gets later in the game and, and he's burnt out because he's just been running around aimlessly all game, trying to look like he's doing something. Seven players started all four games against Leicester, Liverpool, City and Watford. And one of the criticisms within United was that Oli did have his favourites. Um, Diego Dallo is said to be confused as to how Aaron Wan-Bissaka is starting every single game ahead of him, <laughs> every minute in the Premier League so far. Alex I, Tellez, I don't need to
5: go
0: into
3: Aaron Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> Tellez is said to be saying, oh, I was brought here to least really challenge, Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. You're not giving me opportunity to do so. Uh, what someone close to the players said Oli is a nice guy everyone knows that but he's not a good man manager people think the two are the same but they're not
0: true
3: the worst true. thing is when we gone to uh,
5: five at the back we're still playing one bissaka as a wing back and what I don't understand <sighs> notoriously if you, play five oh. at the, if you play five at the back you've effectively only got three forwards haven't you so you've, you're effectively losing a player you look at any other team in the Premier League depends how you do it yeah yeah but you normally play a five, and then you play two, two sixes, really, or you play a six with an eight, who does get forward mm. a little bit, but he's more, he's more of a sitter. So you have, you, you need your two wing backs to so have good quality on the ball. You look at any other team, top team in the Premier League. Chelsea play uh, five at the back, but three the back. And James, are, well, three at the back. <sighs> Don't in, started, please. Chilwell, <laughs> Chilwell and James are both good footballers. Yeah, and they then... can play. Or Alonso as Palaqueta, they can all play. You look at Wambasaka and it's honestly I don't think the blokes ever passed the ball like twenty yards <sighs> straight.
4: His like, crossing he, is just awesome. Yeah, it's, oh, God. I've had some, it's some training, and this is why
5: this is why I was so vocal with like in our group chat about in the summer when we were linked with Trippet I was like, please get him because
0: mm.
5: he can do both. And that's look one Wan- like, want a man to do? three or five at the back. Wan Basaka probably should have been the one that dropped him to right centre half rather than Shaw. He tried yeah. that, didn't he, um Wan as centre back? Briefly. Didn't work. It,
0: yet. It made, made but that would
5: be a better option. Mm. Or yeah, yeah. well, put, bring Luke Shaw in and put Tellers there and then play Dallo from the right. He played at AC Milan for a season as a wing back, yeah. and he was he was pretty decent
3: there, I thought. So that's why he came yeah. back, wasn't it? He thought you yeah. had a good backup there. Mm. But he yeah.
0: Chelsea a good backup if he, right before we you. started here. Going was he
3: through some old tweets liking uh, me saying that Maitland-Niles is a better player than Reese James. What's <laughs> the controversial thing there. <laughs> you get that man playing football, you get that man taking penalties, I think this weird kid is, this weird kid's acting people on his, on his Twitter about being sad. He's got a Pulisic display picture. <laughs> These Chelsea fans, I'm telling you, up there with United and Liverpool, worst people on the internet. Spurs would be. Actually, Spurs might be. Actually,
2: sorry, Spurs. <laughs> Absolutely on, not.
3: On, Spurs Absolutely Saturday, not. Saying how stupid, uh, saying how awful Arsenal's unbeaten run was. Saying they only battered Spurs in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs like it. <laughs> yeah. Brad, was that Sean? Was that was that Sean? No, that's, that's, some that's some
4: humility. Really, that's always just showing really humility.
3: Faceless accounts. Um, Brad, I've got two questions for you before we go to who should take over next. What is the best thing Ollie did while in charge of United?
2: Jesus. Aside, from replace, jo- <laughs> aside from replace Jose. Yeah. Jesus. I don't actually like.
5: There's obviously some. This is disrespectful. Yeah. There's
4: some, there's, no, there's some important. If, wins if he's telling us it
5: disrespectful. Done, it's bad. But he's like. So for example the, the PSG one at the Parc de Princes.
4: He'll always have it's Paris. A, it's a good one,
5: yeah. but has he has he masterminded that? Not really. Dallo's had a shot going thirty yards over and it's hit Kim Pembe's arm. It's not really him, is it? I mean, he's brought in okay players. I'd like to see the two that he brought in this summer, obviously other than Ronaldo get given a chance because he brought your captain in. I don't want to talk about him. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't want to talk about. Well, Varad, yeah, that's the worst is probably the best thing he's done for us. But he's seemingly injured because he do not want to play for Ollie.
3: So, so what, what are you saying is the best The best thing he did? One brought game him in, in Paris. Paris. Game in Paris, I brought in Loran. I saw a great um, TikTok that looks cold on Ollie's behalf, where it's the, after the, you've lost the first leg, and they say you've got a mountain to climb now. And then are looking dead down the camera saying mountains are there to be climbed aren't they i mean it just switches and the music's always good in these uh i don't know makes sense. i was gonna say uh, exactly the penalty going in that could be
4: very brent itself
3: (laughs) yeah it looks good though when you see these little 15 second clips it looks like ollie's known all along what's going to happen
4: i hope in the i hope in the interview for the united job Edward Wood does go i don't give shitty jobs (laughs) if you get back up to me
3: (laughs) Can you not say, Brad, Like, there's, there's, there's other things like Luke Shaw returning to form, nurturing Mason Greenwood.
4: He's gone back out of form, hasn't he? Yeah, I know.
3: Luke, yeah, <laughs> Dramatically. Luke, Shaw, Luke Shaw at the end of last season was
4: good. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's
3: not alive cakes anymore.
4: <laughs> it's not a coincidence, is it? At the end of the day, as soon as that stopped, his form's gone.
5: Yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I'd love to see Luke Shaw in the form he was in back in the last season again. Um, but, yeah, it just seems... A million miles away currently
3: be interested to know where luke shaw sits in regards to ronaldo in the dressing room you know that bit in uh super bad when uh seth is kind of ranting at the teacher and he's pointing at evan and that uh his partner saying look at this I, i've got to look across the hall and that's what i've got to deal with if he's got to look across at ronaldo getting his shirt off <laughs> and he's looking down <laughs> his him overlapping his shorts <laughs> it's not going to be helping his confidence and that could go a long way. You need the, you need these players feeling good about themselves, firing, and I, I can't imagine that United wrestling room is a, a, a fun place to be.
0: Yeah, uh, after, doing,
3: after
5: doing the stadium tour last week, like they always set it out with obviously like the, all the best players like around yeah. one side and all the other players the other side, they're like, oh yeah, this is where they start starting eleven sit. And then there was two goalkeepers' jerseys next to each other. I was like, well, clearly something's gone wrong here, isn't there? So, yeah, the problem like, is that's
4: what. All- that was actually Ollie who said that. I said, right, good players over there, shit ones over here. <laughs> when they say a, uh, I'm a bad manager.
5: Jade, Jaden, Donny, Eddie, Jesse.
4: Donny, <laughs> so you team. get changed outside. You're not coming in here. There, there was a thing
3: in one of the um, articles, and it was said like it was a really like deep thing, and it was said Ollie would always go over and above to protect his players, even keeping from the media that Jaden Sancho suffered with a severe ear infection in the summer. <laughs> 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 Brad, um, what's the worst thing Ollie did while
5: in charge? Brought in Wambasaka. Brought in the fridge. One of those two.
3: Everyone said the fridge was good business apart from Paul Merson. <laughs> Paul Merson was right. But I'll stick by Paul Merson on that one. That's why I was
5: going back to um, the counter-attacking goals that we can see because he's so slow?
3: I've asked this um, previously when I've been on the pod. If... United don't bring in Ronaldo. Do you think Oli's still in the job?
5: Oh well, I actually I I said this to someone the other day, and they thought I was absolutely nuts. But I, if Eddie was fit, he should have played probably the majority of our league game. I think we're he's probably done his trying in that. Yeah, I know, but he's trying to. He's probably trying to overdo the Ronaldo thing with just trying to play him in every game because he's obviously scoring goals in the Champions League. Which sounds absolutely ridiculous. He
3: dropped him but, once and it was carnage.
4: Yeah, I yeah, said I on, on that week's pod, didn't I? I said yeah. there's this big scandal of, oh, he dropped him. It I was like, what? So is he, he has to play every game, does he? And apparently he did. And
3: Do you think I'm it's his of, choice to play Ronaldo? Because we're told that every coach essentially has the choice as to who plays, but we're led to believe that some. I feel, I feel like, if Ronaldo, told, like...
5: Says, if Ronaldo says that he wants to play, he plays. Like, I don't think yeah. that yeah. decision is. Ollie's with with basically whether Ronaldo wants to play and if he wants to play yeah, then he plays do,
0: do, do, do you
2: think do you think he's walked into the office gone up to Ollie and gone look look I am the captain now
0: do you reckon he's done that <laughs> line
2: no I want Bruno to do that <sighs> Bru- Bruno needs to look at himself as
3: much as anyone else does I'd rather have Bruno as captain than the fridge with- We'll, we'll get on to who United's permanent manager should be. The fact that they're making this approach, supposedly, where they want an interim in charge, and they do kind of allude to that in the statement they put out and said that Carrick and uh, whoever else will, will remain in interim charge until someone else takes over to the end of the season. Um, we'll, we'll leave the Steve Bruce rumours for today because, uh, excuse um, when When you bring in Ronaldo, that... Is for short-term success because he's not going to be here in five years' time when Jadon Sancho, Rashford, Greenwood, etc., are all still firing. Can you afford to essentially chuck away a whole season? Yeah, this is
5: what I was going to refer to, but you've just referred to it perfectly. We the interim manager is literally just throwing away the season. I, look, there's no way that a manager comes in now and makes. Like Chelsea have done it. I don't know how they do it, but they do it so successfully. Where they chuck away <laughs> a manager, and they just seem to get so much better within a week or two. Like I'm when Tuchel came in last season, like the impact he had within like two weeks. Like this, this he is, just this enforced the, the start of play straight away.
1: Like I, I was like kind of t- thinking that I potentially had blue tinted glasses when I looked at this. When I thought that. That doesn't is, sound like you, Joe.
0: There,
1: there, <laughs> there is a blueprint there that's quite successful, which is get rid of the shit one and then just go and get the best <laughs> in the market, which is what we we tend to do more often than not. It's like it's quite simple for me when you put it like it, that. Exactly, like you just change all of it, change all the backroom staff straight away, and you've got world-beating players in that United squad that we were all terrified of at the start of the season, and it. it it literally just stinks of just going and get someone brilliant and they're going to play brilliantly. It's kind of... I looked at it in the Conte situation. I know there's that kind of discussion potentially in the boardroom at Man United where Conte wasn't the Man United DNA. But you look at that Watford game and what DNA are they currently looking at? They haven't had yeah. that DNA yeah, no. the last 10 years since Sir yeah, Ferguson the, left.
5: The DNA's gone. But to be they're fair, very if, confused, you go back, if you go back so, to the Ferguson area, it doesn't really... It wasn't necessarily a DNA, there was just a we've like, got the best players, we're going to win. So it yeah, yeah. so was kind of like players players arrogant, of, was it? I mean, no, not at the end, but like before that, it was always that like little bit of arrogance that we're Man United replace. with the best team, we're going to win you, games.
1: What, think Ronaldo and someone made it work. I was just going to say, what, go on, what's Jack. needed to happen here is essentially go and win yourself a cup trophy, and all of the confidence comes back, um, and then you build on it, and that's the kind of, like I said, the blueprint has been laid out by Chelsea many a time, which is, you sack someone half through the season, and then you get someone really good in when you're at the business end of the competition, the chance that you may win it, and then you build on it. Not
3: how one trophies, uh, so did Jose, and they've they been dim.
1: No, I know, but what I'm saying is, it's, it's poor recruitment. Like, Jose self-destruct button, and then you then Second go and season. get... Was you go and put season, and Solskjaer in charge, whereas when we got rid of Jose we went and put Conte in charge and we won the league
3: so he was only supposed to be in charge for a couple of months to be fair to Ollie and this is if, if an interim does well now United probably don't want him to do don't want it to do well because he don't want it to it do it too well forever. no that's my worry if we win the next two three
5: games with Carrick in charge
0: <laughs> Ria, <laughs> they can't
5: Rio will, will be on bloody BT Sports <laughs> and he'll sign the tin Carrick is back Mate, United
3: are with Carrick, it's not like he, he's a club legend like uh, Ollie was just, I mean, the one little toe poke, but with Carrick, I don't know any other club that would appoint a player who's had a decent time at the club, not really a club legend, and then go on where doing doing a permanent up. job. Uh, I don't
0: really see how, how that would ever work. Yeah, really well, I don't cute. know how Arsenal employed Arthur <laughs> here, yeah, but... That's the point I'm making here.
3: Jack... So we gave you some gip with your reaction to Lampard being sacked. And I imagine you've seen the reaction from some United fans since Ollie did that interview. Some saying, look, he's a great bloke. I hope He has a great time somewhere, somewhere else. I mean, he didn't deserve to go out like this. You, you, you must be seeing this now and knowing how we felt seeing you react to Frank. Because suddenly United fans, turn of a switch, suddenly feel sorry for Ollie now. And he's such a lovely bloke.
1: The thing is, with the Frank sacking, is that it happens a lot shorter, like time span-wise. Like We had a pretty decent season the season before, we were doing well towards the top of the league and then we just had a massive slump and then he was gone. Whereas this, they've been hounding him out since almost <laughs> the start of the season. We were never at that stage because it never got that far. He was gone before we could get that angry, I guess. Yeah, um, Tuchel before,
5: came available and you just got rid of Frank straight away, didn't you? Yeah,
1: exactly. Whereas, he left. This is what yes, you should yes. have done with Conte, essentially, which is
0: like someone's think, good on the market. I don't
1: market,
3: think Conte is the right one. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think they've made the right choice on Conte, who I've gone from a couple of weeks ago thinking what a man to thinking you are a vile bloke.
0: I can't think why. We'll we'll so a couple shit. of
3: managers being linked strongly with this. Ten Hag, who was very uh, distancing himself from it a couple of weeks back, is suddenly very non-committal. When I asked, oh, how can you ask me to answer? They've not made an offer. Poch, it does seem, is the guy that United want. I think they've looked at Brendan Rodgers and we can do a bit better than that. Now, with Pochettino, the news is already coming out. that He wants this job. He'd rather come here. He'd rather come back to England. I think if United act like a big club here, I think you could get Poch in there by next week. I think... Yeah, he's, I think-
5: the the issue with that is of Leonardo is from PSG because the the PSG owner that uh, sorry is the director of football there is that Leonardo yeah. yeah he's an absolute nightmare to deal with and I think that's kind of the reason potch wants out. Do um, you think because of they need they a second
3: invitation to get Zidane in because that looks to me like they're made for each other. No, I don't. Do you not? Cause, I don't well, want. No, he means he means one.
4: PSG is. You need PSG yeah. and Zidane, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I Zidane goes, PSG, Poch goes to you. Because the issue
3: yeah. that Poch is, is having at PSG and why it worked at Spurs is you quite literally need every player in the dressing room to buy into what you're saying. And at Spurs, until they sold him down our river, they were completely all in with everything he was doing. It's very hard to get. Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe and even some of the older players who are going there to pick up a couple of medals now to buy in and change the way they're playing, change the way they're thinking, eating, whatever Yeah, I think that's the Zidane, same Zidane United though that's, So that's my next question, but Zidane would probably you think, he's a lot more relaxed they probably respect him more than they respect Pochettino, he's going to be able to manage the likes of uh, those three, which he's done with Ronaldo, Ram- Ram- he might even get Ram off, off the injury table exactly Um, United so that's that's the next question do you think those players at United will buy in to what Poch is saying because we said it when he took over at PSG somewhat jokingly when someone like Ronaldo can say let's both put our medals on the table it's going to be hard to get him to buy in Um, and we don't know what kind of influence he is as to whether that's enough do you think you can get the likes of Bruno buying in and some of the other bigger personalities there I think Bruno will buy into pretty
5: much any manager. I don't think, he, although he might have been the bad egg in that instant after the Leicester game, I feel like he probably just wants a bit more responsibility, and that's probably why he took ownership.
0: He's um, injured,
5: I feel, yeah, I feel like he would, but he shows passion, and that's something I don't think you see from a lot of the United players at the moment. I think there's, it's probably, it sounds horrendous as a United fan, but it's probably a bit of a poison chalice currently. Because there are so many big egos there that it would just be such a nightmare to try and manage them
3: do you uh, think him he makes more sense than ten Hag? who seems to be the two him ten Hag, and rogers seem to be the main three
5: yes if you can get poch now i don't see the point in getting um getting someone in for six months right off the season and then getting poch when, see, if PSG win the Champions League this year, which is entirely possible, although you'd like to think that it would probably be one of the top three English clubs because they're so much better by than him. everyone else at the moment, or Bayern. Um, but he definitely could win it. Um, do you think Leonardo's going to let him go? Probably not. It's...
3: I think if they can get Zidane, it
5: is. Yeah, it's a
4: different it's do a... Thing.
3: So you, you don't think Poch is worth waiting for? I don't, if we can get him now,
5: I'll be all in, but I don't think that's the case. And I think, I don't, I don't think we should
3: write off six, seven months of a season. If they said now, so that it's going to be character end of the season, Pochettino will join us 1st of June 2022, that, that would be, you wouldn't.
5: I'd prefer to bring in Ten Hag now. Do you think Ten Hag's going to come now? I think there's, if they put the right money down, they would. Ajax don't want to lose him, but Ajax aren't exactly... Ajax are a selling club, aren't they? Yeah, so,
3: yeah exactly. Same so, if you put through... the right money on Sorry. the
5: table for Ajax, Ajax would, Ajax would take it. And you've also got a thing that Edwin van der Sar is there. Is he director of football there, or is he technical director? Yeah, he is, yeah,
3: because he's saying he's been
5: betrayed with how you've treated Donny. Yeah, so <laughs> he's probably got affections with Donny as well, and he's still got affection with United so I think that putting Ten Hag there who loves Donny he would probably he'd probably quite like the idea of that as well so
3: I saw an article and it was like uh, United break promise to van der Sar and then the yeah, because van der Sar put like take care of our boy and it's like leaving thing yeah
5: um, take care of our Donny or something with,
3: with, with Ten Hag it feels to me a lot like when everyone knew that Nagelsmann's contract was expiring, and probably similar to um, Tuchel before he joined PSG. But you don't know how he's going to respond when he does take that step-up in job. But you'd rather be the one finding that out than leave him to someone else and, and go
5: that Watching way.
4: someone else find out, yeah. 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 Exactly. Well,
3: the thing um, the, the thing for me with Ten
5: Hag is he's got a recognised style of play. But like you watch, obviously, they yeah. all come through the Cruyff Academy, so... They're taught from a young age, but Ten Hag seems to enforce that on his his team as well. And I think that's what United have been missing for so long, is that DNA of we're going to play this way and that is the way we're going to go. And you'll find out very quickly, if Ten Hag does come in, which players can't do that because they just won't play. He's not one that will just keep players in the team if they're not playing well and they're not playing to his DNA. They'll, They'll either play to his DNA or they won't play at all. And if that means he's got to sell people and bring people in, I think that's what he'll do. So that's kind of why I'd like to see Ten Hag be given a chance, yeah. and I'd like to be the I, I'd like United to be the team yeah. that take that chance. He looks like, a take cool manager
3: as well. My gut tells me um, it's going to be Potch, and I think yeah, I yeah I think so too, but I don't, I don't think of, that's the right decision. A couple of months back, when Potch was being linked with the Spurs job again. So just felt like there was a bit too much in it for it to just be paper talk. Um, like there, there was something there moving, which would uh, give you a couple of questions further in that did Spurs just prefer Conte to Poch this time around? And is Poch going to be as easy to kind of get out as uh, you think it's going to be? When it when it comes to getting him out of the club, if someone wants to get out, they almost always will find a way. Um, United aren't short of cash you'd rather United pay the cash to get him out than uh, settle for second best which I don't think they'll be willing to do Um, Alex and I mean this with no disrespect although it may come off that way Wenger was linked with the United job when he left Arsenal and he's since come out and said that he was offered that job which is a terrifying thought Um, that for me would have been about as bad as it gets. I don't know how Spurs fans feel about Poch, whether it's in the fashion that they can't bear seeing him at another Premier League team. Although I do acknowledge maybe Conte coming in does allay that slightly.
2: Um, okay, yeah. So having being on a bit of a new manager bounce at the moment with Conte and him feeling like a really good appointment does help. Um, we him going to United doesn't hurt anywhere near as much as it would be say if he went to something someone like Chelsea, or Arsenal. Um, I, I I would feel well, I'd, I'd feel uh, I doubt that. Uh, one uh, one of those one of the London clubs would hurt a lot. Uh, like that would that would bother me. But United, you just don't really. United City, Liverpool, if he ended up any of those the more northern clubs, I wouldn't be too bothered about it. I can't give you specifics on why that is, but I think it's just probably the London rivalry that will bring out that. I, I can understand what you're saying with Arsene Wenger going to being linked to the United job, because at that time, probably the the biggest rivalry match at the time was uh, Arsene Wenger versus Alex Ferguson. Well, I'm, and that... I'm talking about four years ago.
4: It's still there though. Is, is you, it four years had, ago? You've had the rivalry. Right? Yeah,
3: I'm saying when then you retired. Yeah, you've had that. you had the, the,
4: Whereas Spurs and United have had, had the rivalry. Yeah, in comparison. Yeah. 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 I thought
3: you meant we were going
4: way back. No. I, let's I mean, face it. Then. Let's face it. Alex has basically been softened by Conte. If they start Nuno and Potch is getting linked with United, Spurs fans would be right. Yeah, that's <laughs> because they've got Conte. It's they're they're <sighs> fairly all right about it.
3: That would have been beautiful for about a week. <laughs> TK, are you in the same thinking that? The Poch one just feels like there's something
4: there. Like, Well, I was assuming, once you said about the Wenger thing, you were naturally going to ask me about Brendan Rogers. That seems obviously a natural <laughs> comparison. Those, those two are basically parallels. Um,
3: that, that man will go, will go anywhere. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think. I try and force my way out of Leicester.
4: Total side note, I think he's done at it, Leicester. It's, it's very reminiscent of the end of his time with us, I think, where they're running yeah, out of ideas. Man running out of, uh, out of ideas quick I think yeah his reputation that probably I just he needs
5: to take
4: a job doesn't he quickly
3: yeah. Someone, yeah. someone said that he can kind of build a team to a peak and that peak was the FA Cup with Leicester in. that's as good as you get in he, he can't get them
4: back up after yeah. that and I, I,
0: think yeah, two, I
3: think
4: two seasons of falling out the top four on the last day I, I think has an effect as well I think that, that shows you
5: you just lose um, a little bit of belief, don't you? If
4: that if that keeps. Yeah, that, that energy to come again, I think, must struggle. Um, yeah. Is the other thing. In terms, of, I I agree with you. It, it feels like poch, doesn't it? Um, just because it, it did a little bit the first time when Oli first got the job, they were linked with it, and it, it didn't seem yeah. to go away. And then this time, to yeah, the PSG job. And this time, it, it really doesn't. It's it's always felt uncomfortable, an uncomfortable fit him and PSG. Uh, it felt like he. Kind of got there because he was a player there, and yet, as soon as he got in the door, like he's never been able to get to grips with it. Really so I, on I, I, the don't table. Him. I yeah, I think it probably is that that probably is the hardest dressing room to manage. If you look at I said it on here before, yeah. I know, but if you look at how quickly Tuchel was able to implement a style of play at Chelsea, for all he obviously had success at PSG and got to a Champions League final, he never had a style of play. It was just these are just going. We, we used to watch him and go. I don't really know what started. it's just that they've just got enough good attacking options that they can blow some teams away. And yeah, Chelsea straight away, within a couple of weeks, they were a quality possession-based team who could defend really well. It appears he never had anything like that, and that tells me that dressing room just didn't listen to him. And that's obviously someone who we regard as an elite manager now. To Brad's, Brad's point about more, I think. this could potentially be the came, case with Poch United is right. His only benefit is that Pogba will probably go, and then it's just Ronaldo, really, is the next big one. That he's, prob- he's probably the only one I look in there and think Poch can't overcome. Uh, and then it's, it's just on him to, if he buys in or not. That's maybe that's a toss of a coin whether he, he takes to Poch or not.
0: Ronaldo, may the realize- manager,
2: could could be the only manager in history to work with Messi and Ronaldo in the same season. That's a nice little. He, he can put
4: that realize- in, in the place where he doesn't have the trophies. He can put that. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he may realize that he doesn't have that long left, so it's buy-in or... I also,
4: th- did? I also think there is something to be said for when players have started to realise the last guy isn't the guy and it's kind of rock bottom. To, a set, to an extent, whoever comes in, there's such an uplift. They go, at least with Potts, you know he's probably going to put on good training sessions. He's going to have a certain style he wants to implement. He's going to have a very fixed set of ideas which you never got the impression on he had. So people, well, at least for a certain period, will buy into that. I think you've he got a few months. Sessions, he? he? was actually a, yeah. a manager. I think you've got a set, basically a few months on which people will go, yeah, I'm going to totally buy into this. And if it starts having some effect, that's when they jump on. If it's obviously if, it, if they can't get uh, an early run, that's when questions start to be asked. Yeah. But I, I think I originally was concerned about Poch going to United when the first time round. Yeah. So I guess I probably should. Say that I think it will probably be a good one because I should have the same concerns yeah. now. They've got a better squad now, so I, I should and be worried.
3: Puts them right to the front of the Kane sweepstakes uh, next summer. And they, uh, we on, on the way. Co- that definitely... on the way Kane
4: is playing, it would be a very united <laughs> <Yeah>. signing.
3: <laughs> I do want to say, in case any of you think of me, I'm being rude, there is a slight delay with wireless headphones so I don't mean to be cutting people off. I don't know if people think I'm just rude on here. Yeah, you know, we just
4: uh, it's funny, Brad it said quick. about that um WhatsApp group about Oli. We've I've just put it in our WhatsApp group without you. What the fuck's league doing?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> keeps cutting in front of me. I do think we're definitely <laughs> trying to protect this new manager as well with two big games this uh, this or well, three big games coming out. They are gonna
3: to- th- think... as well. No,
5: that is the third one.
4: I mean I think you've been
5: being... yeah, the F- F- Chelsea
4: Arsenal. I mean, we are, I think that kind of goes yeah. against everything in terms of there is clear. It's not even like a pretense that there's any plan in here, because yeah. like you said, he doesn't. They do it in the international break. The fact that it's coming up that you could have drawn with Watford and he was stayed.
0: Yeah.
4: I mean, that is the way. I'm always, I'm always amazed when they go like, you've got three games to save your job anyway. Because so what if you win yeah, three well, games? That means he's suddenly okay. Everything. That doesn't change anything. And certainly one game against Watford definitely doesn't tell me anything. So and the fact that they're there are talking about an interim as well and then Woodward might stay you know you're supposed to be going there's just it's oh, kind I'll of like watching Emery, like as well? it's like watching like Boris and the lads try and pretend that they've got a plan you like lads, <laughs> there's no plan we know there isn't it's just stuff any pretend what they
3: try and do is the clubs and I saw this with Arsenal when they sacked Emery is um they try and present it with the front we were so respectful to the last manager that we wouldn't look for another manager while saying, yeah. as much as I respect that, probably is the right thing to do. That's not how it works. In you, you, you've, you've got to, if everyone else is getting down and do it, you've got to get in there with them. Yeah, I um, think
5: my my worry with it all is if we don't get Poch and we've come out and said that he's our first choice. Well, like I, the second, the second and third choice is obviously Ten Hag or whoever that may be after Ten Hag. They're thinking actually, think. Hey, do they, they really want me, or is it just because they couldn't get back uh, that they want me? I think United are so,
2: terrified. Talking, United talking, talking from a Spurs, yeah, talking from a Spurs perspective, you don't <laughs> want to go down that road.
4: I, <laughs> I, think, United, but you know. I think they've watched <laughs> that under. and have been terrified.
2: Yeah,
3: if United wants someone good, if they want the man, they go for Graham Potter, as I've told you. That's the man to lead you to the. At least he'd round. have a style of play. Yeah. The,
4: the issue for United, if United is
0: play, well, it's it's, style kind, of
4: play. it's it's like um. It's the closer we get to Barcelona, Madrid, where It's almost like um, it's half manager, half a political position in a way. And as a result, someone like Potter, the media will jump on straight away to say it's not a big enough name, even though we would all go, well, don't worry about the name, just worry about what you can do. Yeah. And yeah. he would be again. I I would actually be really worried about. I'm a big fan of Graham Potter, I'd be very worried about him at United. But it would just I, be such yeah, a I just
0: don't, I the don't, vultures I would that, circle. It's, straight it's very. Well, the brighter manager, you
4: can't have that at Man
2: United. Yeah, absolutely. you you'd get, you'd get, you'd get and the no comparisons other has that in England really. Other than I, I guarantee, I guarantee, you'd get the comparisons of like where Alex Ferguson came from before he took the United job. But any comparisons of that are irrelevant in this modern day and age. The game yeah. has changed yeah. so much. You don't get those <laughs> Sakadas like stories these days. So
4: Supposedly, that, that's
2: definitely getting the uh, Ronaldo.
5: Rebellion
3: though
4: yeah, yeah. literally the first like, game but... Potter loses is going to be like Ronaldo's got his yeah. agent in asking is this guy the right guy
3: yeah supposedly 100%. Ed Woodward was in the dressing room by the way quoting the uh, look United nearly sacked Fergie once and look how that turned out
4: no he wasn't <sighs>
3: they, if you I'm read, dumb, read dumb the thing on the that. athletic it's massive and I mean I've taken my notes from several different places um, since he was sacked just to try and have all bases covered but yeah the, the Athletic have done one of their, like, inside the last 48 hours of Solskjaer's oh, reign at United. That's painful. I yeah.
0: just um,
5: TK's reference to the uh, the government. But how perfect is that with, like, Fletcher, Carrick, and Bob? Like, just, yeah, you go, you're mates with us now, so you can sell yeah. a massive contract. <laughs> <laughs> when
4: it, whenever someone in a suit ends up in the dressing room, I'm always ready to cringe. It, it shouldn't happen. I know, I know we've yeah. gone heavy on the uh, the office references but it does feel Woodward going in there it feels like Brent going in the warehouse well, well, it's what she needs this, is a good uh, shagging yeah. Q- QPR it was there wasn't
3: it They kept just turning up in the in the dressing room but
4: know, he totally was a total tough. psycho so. yeah
3: <laughs> if we move on because I'm sure we're going to be speaking about United a lot for the next couple of weeks especially if this drags out the room I'm mean, going be going nuts
4: real shame for the pod Ollie we, it was always a he can, was can only survive was always a good go-to if we were I'd looking get, for something. give
3: us his exit interview to be honest
4: were you not a bit we emotional watching right that, like? were you not a bit choked up
3: look i mean he does seem like a lovely bloke he's just not yeah, a very he's, good he's made man, good so. friends and that is all that's important
4: i couldn't oh, quite believe bad, that bad, night. Bad, yeah. i couldn't quite believe it like, that is not what's important there honest sorry that's, you've missed the point
3: that's what matters
4: this uh, is not the end of a teen comedy so
3: a bigger loss this weekend was uh, the loss of Arsenal's 10 game unbeaten run uh, that came to an end. Um, big question here what have we learned, if anything, uh, across that 90 minutes? Um, I'll be completely honest start
4: it. I've got on. this one first. I
3: haven't, <laughs> I haven't finished my intro yet.
4: Don't travel on his toes. He
0: doesn't like it. On
3: for a while. Anarchy, anarchy here.
4: You stopped. I thought that was it, Done. Oh, there's a dramatic pause. <laughs> Statman Steve tried taking his job one week. He didn't back have <laughs> back that for two years. Be careful. He
5: did
3: on like, my heart rate. It's
0: been it? about so, two
3: years since I was last on. So, <laughs> I'll tell you, I had my Newcastle notes prepped and Jack was jumping back and forth uh, uh, out of my order. <laughs> I didn't sleep that. didn't sleep well that night.
4: I could envisage uh, the grey hairs growing on
0: me.
3: <laughs> um, So yeah, ten, 10 game unbeaten run did come to an end. Uh, I have learnt to live with the fact that we turn up to anfield each year at uh, arsenal and it's just how, how much are we gonna lose by this time um of the 15 games against liverpool in all competitions since klopp took over um there have been just four occasions in which klopp's side have put fewer than three goals past arsenal
0: wow i didn't realize
3: that jesus yeah that does include what, like a five three game and two i think in there maybe but yeah still pretty horrific
4: um Probably includes that 5-0 when we try to lose, them. I can't believe we
3: probably didn't win that. We <laughs> that is outrageous. Outrageous. Um, yeah, as has been uh, well documented by me and uh, others, um, Arsenal do have the youngest squad in the Premier League uh, this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, Here we go. <laughs> let, me, let
3: me get there. Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: So. The benefits of that were kind of clear before the November international break, with Tommy Ben White, Gabriel Tierney uh, in defence, Ramsdale doing his thing, Smith and Sackett. The the issue was that this was a game where those young players did have to be complemented by the outer statesmen, and that just did not work. Um, the older players here really just kind of drifted through the game, and uh, left the others to uh, fight for it. Before Mane's opener in TK, I, I don't know how, how you feel about what I'm about to say. I thought Arsenal's approach was working well-ish. Saka pushing up to press, Dyke, Lacazette kind of taking the central areas, Tommy Asu trying to be aggressive with Ben White following him behind him. Liverpool, as much as you had a foothold in the game, I didn't think you were creating a lot of, a lot of kind of clear-cut chances before, uh, probably five minutes before you did score. Um, the issue was that when we got the ball back, there was no one that was able to get hold of it.
4: Yeah, you. I mean, you were the architect you were going down for more often than not, weren't you? Um, I, I guess I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you said it, because if I say it, it's either going to look very patronising or insult insulting the wound, but I did think 4-0 flattered us a little bit. I thought it was probably a bit harsh on Arsenal. Um, oh, I don't. It, it's, it's tricky. We'll I, I, may be placing, I might be placing <laughs> too much emphasis on that first half. But I did think it was a decent competitive game, actually. And I, I was watching that thinking, this probably shows that Arsenal have progressed. Because as, you, as you've alluded to there, we tend to smash you out the park in recent times. And, and we didn't then. It was, it was a competitive game. Even but when we, the, the second half we obviously we did we did pull away yeah. and we had gears that you don't have but and and we'll get onto this I'm sure but the reaction online from some of kind of surprised me in that that that's not that surprising is it You asked if we learned anything. Liverpool are a better team than Arsenal. I, I don't know that that's particularly news to anyone. No, I mean I think myself. I get we, you I get you on a run so you were feeling a bit buoyant, but I, the I idea that it's... we've got a few more gears than Arsenal, I don't think is news. I think some of it is
3: you've kind of been waiting to say things which you can't really say when you're winning. And so you kind of have the opportunity to make these criticisms.
4: Yeah, yeah, sir.
3: When when it does happen, I was kind of, I, I expected, I didn't like the manner in which um, it went down in the end. But I, I wrote down when I was preparing my notes, I'd much rather see Tavares and Conga making these mistakes than Cedric William around any. And it was kind of as simple as that for me. Um, I was glad we approached the game the way we did, because we we beat you last season, as mental as uh, that is to say. And we actually played worse, probably, than we did on Saturday. It was just, I think we had one chance in the game, and we scored it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you couldn't, and you, you couldn't get past for the rest of it. We had mm. 11 men behind the ball this time around. I don't think we'd have known what these players can do if, if we didn't at least try and approach it that way. I think we may have made a bit of a, a bit of a mistake in that I think Arteta really drilled home this is just another game, this is just another game, this is just another game, when it, it wasn't. The, the way Liverpool pressed and eventually they, they just pressed us into submission, um, when you're still learning and familiarising yourself with passing out from the back, I can think a few things more terrifying. uh, And I think Trent actually alluded to that, that it's the best you've even pressed in months and maybe even seasons in terms of how direct and how well it worked.
4: That second half, the intensity of it, 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 when you get them like that, it's like watching a team drown. They just just can't get out. I think
3: Tavares should have been saved from himself. Um, I don't know why Arteta left him out there other than that you're going to learn from this, you soak this in. I think the, uh, it, it's tough for Aubameyang as even as one of the older players, to really influence the game from up front. I mm. don't think we can pin too much on him, although he had a couple of chances, maybe when you're in a game like this, you've got to be putting those away. Lacazette, I thought, was particularly awful. Um, and party, I was Oof. disgusted with, to be honest with you. Uh, you needed him to know. have a huge
4: game. Yeah, He, he had thought,
3: nowhere near. Fabinho showed him levels. I thought, I understand you're not fully fit, but this is what you've got to do when you're in a team like this and, you, and you're, you're scrapping the points at the top of the table. Liverpool were very good in as, as much as they pressed, they had someone on party every time because clearly what we wanted to do from the goal kicks was find a way to get it into party's feet and then he has the pitch in front of him, you've beaten the initial press and he can initiate the moves from there. Liverpool ensured we had no way of getting it into his feet, and when he did, he didn't react quick enough, and he would just scramble the ball away. Lukonga, I do think there's potential there. I'm, I mean, some have written him off because he's had a bad game at Anfield. Um,
4: Seems crazy to he, me. He
3: he was carrying the midfield on his own. He is a player who, regardless of how the game's going, will always show for the ball and ask for it, which is all you can ask for. I don't think. Vincent company comparing it to Yaya Torre is helping because for one they're not even similar players.
4: No, I was about to say
3: they're not similar build, I, I don't know, other than the fact they play together, but he keeps driving this home it's really strange um, I think how quickly the game slipped away is the biggest disappointment, because you took, you, you've took the you taken the lead against Brighton, who then drew 2-2 from behind West Ham, you've, you've got the goal back against them and you were in uh, the ascendancy and they showed that you're not invincible.
4: Brentford, we, we kept going ahead yeah. and we get got pulled back.
3: I think the main thing that it shows, uh, if anyone didn't know, is there's still some way to go for how defensively solid we've been in the last two months. That's all well and good, but if you're not creating a threat from the other end and a team like Liverpool have nothing to fear, yeah, Van Dijk, in, uh, there's... As much as we know it, there is definitely a thing isn't there where players look up and see it's him there. And just for none of it, don't they? No. I mean, Saka actually tried and I, I thought, You pass the ball. What are you trying <laughs> to do? This? Because he's it's... not really like a, a tricky feet winger. He's a direct get oh, the right, ball yeah. at you, knock it past you, and you're not going to do that with Van Dijk. There's a couple of times where we actually did drag him out wide, and then um, Ox actually yeah. ended up making a
4: that was yeah, a great bit defending move. on his part, yeah. yeah. Maybe partly, yeah. Uh, partly, uh an indictment on, you said about the party, about your midfields performance was that Ox and Thiago had one of their best games for a while. Thiago three, looked phenomenal, and
3: I've been mm. shitting on him for months.
4: Yeah, and and then you saw plenty of Liverpool counts were um, pointing out that him and Fabinho, I think, are unbeaten when they start together. But I they've just obviously just there. had so few <laughs> starts together that... I can't but, remember how it was
3: ten or eleven or something. Fabinho being here, just a monster. Like it's always worrying when you buy from the French league because it can go one of two ways. But mm. he is probably worth four times what Liverpool paid for it.
4: Yeah, as holding midfielders go, he's he's money, isn't he? He's as good yeah. as you can get. Um, I, I'll
2: tell you what. Still, t- I uh, well, uh, just on. sorry. Just a, just a random comment. I'll tell you what. I was surprised by during the uh, during the commentary match. That they mentioned. Um, the, uh, I think it was when uh, the Ox uh, made a block uh, against um, uh, uh, Saka, Saka. Uh, yeah. that chance he had in the second half, I think it was. Um, and it re- reminded me of the, reminded everybody of the, was it 40 million that he, you sold, he got sold to Liverpool for? But, or something yeah, like that. I could have sworn they said 40 and they said it was the most money that you sold a player for. That spun me. Because I he thought was he was second, like almost so like a free transfer.
3: He was the mm. most until we then sold um, Iwobi for more, who, who was for 40.
4: <laughs> if you wanted a contrast in Liverpool and Everton, that is perfect.
3: I know. we, that we is don't just perfect. So well, but those two was like, yeah, take the money. Um, Ramsdale spoke after the game and it seemed to Liverpool fans that were complaining about him before the game, I think, because he praised you. He endeared himself uh, to them. He said, I think it shows the quality they've got and where we want to get to. This game isn't going to define our season. It's possibly the toughest place to come in the Premier League. This is where we want to get to. We're not going to hide away from the fact they've won the Champions League and the Premier League in recent years. The quality they've got, we're aspiring to get there. We're working. And like I say, it's a marathon not a sprint Probably sums it up perfectly in what the goal is at the moment. Great guys. We we shouldn't have been able to come to Anfield and boss you off the park. I, I honestly don't know what some people were expecting. I think just the four just made it. There's a level of embarrassment, isn't it? Once it gets past three, it's like this. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, this, yeah. this is quite unpleasant. Um, with Ramsdale, again, kind of showed his worth um, between the sticks for Arsenal. Those
2: pop-a-dom um, hands. I don't know <laughs> what this thing, the thing
3: is. Damane header is from very close range. And blokes
2: like... No, I, no I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to joke because I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about him after that match because that must have been frightening for him. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Like, I'm being all it's serious. It's like, like, genuinely. Like, I don't want... You don't want to see a player like come out in the next game really scared. Like, genuinely, I'm, I'm really worried about him. <laughs> If, you if you're out there, if you're out there, Rams, Rams, just <laughs> he does listen. Stay to the strong, point, yeah. Stay, so stay if strong.
3: If it's a Ramsdale-Larrie swap now, you'd take Ramsdale. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely yep. not. Absolutely you, not. I don't. That he's younger. He's yeah, younger. no, that's true. That is true. He's younger. That's it. That the ball feet, <laughs> he's the not. He's
4: stopper. not more handsome. He's not he more is. handsome than Larisse, is he?
2: He is how many World Cups has uh, how many World Cups has Ramsdale got I mean, they've got they've got level in fact, how many
3: ser- in <laughs> I mean it's never a good look when you have to go to international honours for your best player
2: <laughs> to be honest oh, I think winning the World Cup's pretty pretty decent
4: and that was because of Spurs don't forget that, that yeah
2: don't you, because because you forget that was Spurs forget. World Cup that Asia Cup trophy which I'm not even sure he was at the club at that point got him got him got him in the right character so,
3: a lot was made of the Arteta-Klopp backed on the touchline. And, I mean, some commentators have gone as far as saying that was the that was the difference maker in I mean, I'm not sure Liverpool would have won if it wasn't for this happening on the touchline. <laughs> it, do you think if you're Arteta, you kick yourself for that? Because I do think you were in the ascendancy before that. I know the crowd got a bit more amped up, but I didn't look at that as, oh... That was the turning point in the game.
4: It it definitely hit the intensity in the game, didn't it? Because I I do think it was a bit, uh, not sterile, but it was a little bit slower than you might have expected, particularly against these two teams tend to put on a good game. Um, But as as you said, I I don't think it was game-changing, was it? I'm telling you, I saw
3: him rile up. I was ready to ride out for Arteta. <laughs> he, he had me uh, in a game when I just wanted it to be over. I was pumped up when that was, when that was happening.
0: Probably There's I two things think, like yeah.
3: when the managers get going like that.
4: Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Especially because it
3: wasn't, it wasn't just a kind of... It did genuinely look like both guys wanted to get at each other.
2: Now, this, this is yeah, this is yeah, like yeah, yeah. this fuming. is like Arteta Caesar here, and you're you're bloody one of the one of the, <laughs> the senators that would actually stab him in the back, which you've already done at the start of the season as well. Alex, I've just seen you put
3: Klopp on. And now you're saying, and now you're
2: saying, and now you're saying, out for him. Jesus. I've seen
3: you put Conte on your Instagram story for celebrating a goal against Leeds. Let's no. turn that down to reality. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he no,
2: hasn't no. has said Conte out, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Conte out. And also, that's not in the photo of him celebrating. That's just a, this, it's a portrait shot of him. Well, man, You've got to respect that head of hair. Greatest comeback in football in history, that head of hair. No, Rob Holding, that is. <laughs> but, yeah,
3: with Arteta, I do think I mean, it's going to be torn between Arsenal and Liverpool fans here. I do think it was a foul, Mane. And I do think this is something the Arsenal players could do a learning because when you look at the youth of this team, Mane has been a piece of shit against us for years, and he gets away with it every time because <laughs> he's mastered
2: it. God, Some players. Have, have, we got, uh, Some have we got a violin?
4: as well? But I, I didn't think this was. Um, I didn't think that was the finest example. And so I just thought that was two players jumping for the ball, and he was just- his elbows in. There wasn't a huge amount of contact though. Is the thing is there wasn't you know if, if he had properly I see why Tommy has to go down but I'd, I'd I I found it strange. I thought it. there were a couple of nibbles he had on there where I thought I could see why you might not like that. That one I, I didn't think it was the best example. And Arteta obviously what I mean emphatically thought it was, and Klopp emphatically disagreed.
3: I think he's annoyed, and then when Klopp responds, is then he has to decide: do I back down or do I go up a level?
4: He fucking went. didn't he? It?
0: Christ.
3: to go up a level. He didn't raise a risk
0: at
3: all. They both then uh, meet, meet at the top bit. Like I'm saying, Mane is a player who does get kicked off the park. He's, he's, his lungs are hard. The difference is between the two of them. Mane clearly found a way in which he can dish you back out, and he's not going it's gonna do to do it. back a bit, he? Yeah. He, he, yeah, and he's not going to do it by checking his weight about. So he does it in a far more discreet way. He's very good at it. He should have been sent off last year for elbowing Tierney two minutes into the game. It's It did create certainly an atmosphere in the game. And if the game is then close, then it really does up things. But I think pretty quickly, it was then much ado about nothing. Arteta said, obviously, I've got back my team. Klopp says that. I have found, because I was going to ask you about this, are you surprised that more managers don't make a thing about what Klopp's like? Because if, if he was my manager, I'd love him. He is an mm. asshole on the touchline. He winds up a lot of managers down there. Arteta's yes. not the first. He's not the first this season. I'm just quite surprised that more don't bite at it.
4: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it surprised me as well. Um, game. Mind what manage, How managers get on the touchline where they do just every little thing becomes a huge thing. I would imagine if you hear Klopp out the side of your, your ear, You'd be enraged. so Lampard yeah, snapped money
3: before. That Sorry? was one of the first ones we saw. Lampard snapped didn't
2: it <laughs> that, that, was, that was, was honestly Did
4: superb. It? Oh,
0: <laughs> so so well, good.
2: Jake, you say? You've won one prem title, one prem title, Klopp. And you get in, was it? And you get an arrogant or something. Wasn't that it? technically yeah. was. And then and then
4: Trent bangs it. on in the top corner, and Frank has to go sit back down. Sit down, you fat boy. Sit down. <laughs> what
1: say, Jack? Yeah, I mean that was that was bad. He had Ennis who host there, but he did say that yeah.
4: to the. Yeah, he's pissed off with the bench rather just... than Klopp. He said, wouldn't it, which was an even weirder sort of twist. Yeah.
0: Well, that was. But, yeah, that, that was.
1: was right? I that thought was about it,
3: Artetti, oh, and I thought you had Simeone this season. There was the Lampard one, and I'm not saying he shouldn't do it, but like doing it like he was cupping his ears and things. I, I'm just surprised that no other managers call him out on it because we've got a lot of outspoken managers in the league. Mm. He just admit, I. <sighs> I guess no one wants to look like a sore loser. So when Liverpool are winning, it's probably you don't want to be the guy to call that out. I'd be very surprised if Conte doesn't say something when you play in this season. That would be great, wouldn't it?
2: did thinking that. Did they ever clash? Did they ever, has he ever clashed with him before? They
0: played?
3: I, think, I, don't know if, I don't know if they have. And I'm not sure what they have. probably the game where Conte is going to be able to show just what he's all about, to be honest.
0: Um, That's a fair point, Yeah. yeah.
3: TK, um, if you wake up tomorrow, Arsenal have paid your... Hopefully I do. And um, they've given you Edu's job. You can see what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to do kind of what Liverpool did. Get the foundations in place with these players that are going to grow. And then you can have one to two key parts each summer, as you did. If I run you through the players under the age of 23 that started on Saturday. And you tell me if they would be players that you would consider to be part of that build-around team, part of your kind of foundations that you're going to move forward with. Ramsdale, the first one, um, 22 years old. Yes. Is he part of your template? Yep. Tommy Asu, just turned 23.
0: Yep. I
4: I want to see a bit more from him as well. But I think... Listen, I think that that back four. I think you have to go with. I think you have to go with that for now.
3: Gabriel's only just turned twenty-four. He's a
4: tough, deep, brown monster. Ben White's well,
3: just turned twenty-four, so I kind of had him in as well. But I guess you just answered that.
4: No, I stick, stick with Tavares. I like him, but I'd hope that Tierney's he's going to get more games, so you can balance it.
3: The, the Tavares one is, I think, as close to. Um, almost like a blank sheet of paper to see what these coaching staff are really like because he has just about every kind of raw, like intangible that you would want from a fullback. He has the pace, he has the power, he's not small. Um, He's kind of raring to go, he's got the aggression. So it's on you as coaching staff, really, to be able to hone that, which is why I have less of an issue with him doing that than Cedric. Yeah, Tierney's the one you hope's going to be in there, but with his injury record, then Ismael Suarez is uh, in place to be able to back up um, Saka and Smith Rowe.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: Smith Rowe's final pass looks like it's getting better as well. That flick he had to Aubameyang, who then uh, off, uh, who's then offside, but he had that, and he had a pass right at the start to open the second half, in which he he played straight through. Um, yeah, if he, if he can keep that up
4: scary player well, the, Lacazette does that one pass to Aubameyang for that chance that is just like absolutely perfect like, how is this the same fat bloke who's just yeah. falling around he's done that very strange he's
3: playing for a new contract the issue is we do seem to be falling for it every other <laughs> club says we'll take that year of you trying to get yourself a new deal elsewhere helps us helps you we seem to be the ones that fall for it, which is uh, which is worrying. William made his debut in Brazilica, by the way, on Saturday. So uh, good to see that piece of work is uh so going strong.
4: I wonder how much he weighs. It's been a long time <laughs> since he's had to run around. That's concerning. Those
3: um, Brazilian restaurants, as well, where they come round to the table like lot, slicing the meat for you, and you basically just tell them when to stop. He must be going in.
4: Chef's going. I got to stop at some point, sir. <laughs> sir. Tell me to stop. What do you think about Lacunga?
3: Is is he someone who you would have in this kind of stencil as such? You you you, are, you have him slotted in, or should Arsenal be looking to do better?
4: You well, listen. I guess it's on if party can hit the heights that he's supposed to hit. Because next to it, I think Lacunga Le can learn, and I think he's a good player. He's also a certain type of player that isn't going to be creating for you, I don't think. I think he's athletic, he can get about, I think he can break things up, I think he can play it simple. Yeah, he's good for that side of the game. I don't think he's going to be getting on the ball on the half turn and creating things for you, whereas where party obviously should be. If Party can't, then that creates problems for both of them. But he's he's obviously a player you should keep and look to develop for sure. If you need a certain amount of yeah. midfielders and you've not got that many really, if you think no, no. and you didn't Jacques, want to keep and ended up signing Jacques a four-year training. contract, yeah. Al Nani's Al Nene. Yeah. So then you're down to the brass, you're down to the uh, bare bones, were, aren't you? Were you surprised Martinelli didn't
3: make an appearance on Saturday? You're looking for someone to kind of give some energy to the game, press quicker,
4: listen, I'm, and kind of make something happen. <laughs> I'm surprised he never plays, but Arteta seemingly doesn't like him, does he? Talent of the century, according to Klopp. That's yeah, quite, a, quite a claim. I'm I do. i I'm a huge fan. Um, that was after the Anfield game. The, um, uh, let's face it, the, the issue you're heading for, the centre midfielder issue obviously is something we've we spoken about and is known, but your ultimate issue, I think, is going to be the forward positions that we spoke about before that Obama and Lacazette just aren't really a great fit for what you want to do now, anyway, no. just in terms of the style of players they are. And neither, you know, Obama has picked up a bit, but still isn't back to his best. And Lacazette, I mean, even, you might get one good game out of him, but you, you're not going to get two in a row. You don't
3: even get a whole game.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I know he's got some defenders out there, which is, a, is an odd space of Twitter to find. But uh, yeah. but he doesn't, like you said, over 90 minutes, he doesn't do enough. And, and even if he, does not a good game you can you can very rarely think he's going to go on and run a good form no. so, the, and those are the positions that are going to cost you money they're the ones you've got to get Blank right
3: check business for him Vlahovic or and Calvert-Lewin to be honest if that's the way they want to play a striker that has link up play he's kind of and a I target think, target
4: because I agreed with you that you've got to against Liverpool you had to show a bit more threat before you were good but you didn't threaten us enough, probably. Um, Certainly the way we've been defending, we can be got at. And you can scare us a little bit. And you didn't really threaten. And I don't think you can look at the team you put out and think it was down to that. It's not, not like you went really negative. Uh, I want Odegaard
3: went... in there over Lacazette again. I, I, uh, Lacazette, fair play, good couple of games. Look, we, we spent money on Odegaard. Odegaard's clearly a better player than him. Brings more to the team.
4: I, I guess the theory, at least, is that Lacazette's a more experienced player. But I I don't think that in practice really played out.
3: because um, early guard I think is in your foundations that you're building around.
4: For sure. Yeah, I, I would absolutely I would absolutely have them in there. If I, if I told you sorry. I was about to say the the thing you said about learning things as well. Well, I think we still don't learn anything is that I bat the young players at Arsenal. It's the experienced players i have got the questions over. Yeah. Yeah. So and and in a game like that. That probably is ends up being where you fall short is that those young players aren't gonna beat this current Liverpool team.
3: If if, if I told you pre-game that the biggest thing you'd have to worry about would be a sack a header you you'd, you'd <laughs> take that, wouldn't you?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right.
3: All right. Last topic for today, um are Tottenham starting to look like an Antonio Conte team. Um Conte said yesterday that fans were ripe to boo his team off the pitch at half-time against Leeds, before the host came <laughs> back to win from behind uh, for their first Premier League game at home under the Italian manager. He said, "I'm pleased for the players because I changed the plan and they played with personality. To win in this way is good. To have this reaction shows we have character, heart, passion. Now we have to continue to improve. The most important word, the most important word is work, and to make our fans proud." So, Alex, I imagine you're up to date with uh, what's been going on in Spurs town. Um, Reguillon described the last week as the worst ever week he's had in football <laughs> due to the amount of work he's had to put in uh, on the training field. Um, is that a good sign for you?
2: Um, yes, in terms of... I like that he's pushing squad. Um, no, in terms of, I don't like that word, that use of wording from regon because it there's a balance of it being extremely hard work and absolutely battering yourself because you are elite sportsman at the end of the day while still enjoying it. And because you can't, I don't think you can fully buy into it without enjoying it at the same
3: that's, time. That's why Conte usually doesn't come in without a preseason though, so I guess he's having to do his pre season work now during
2: yeah, the Yeah, yeah. I mean without the thing is the numbers talk for themselves. I mean we we um as a team we covered more ground than leads in the game that we've
3: figures for that. Uh
2: yeah and so that there's that there's is that. that's against the against uh Bielsa's lead side that's pretty good going and that's quite an opposite contrast to what we were under Nuna.
3: First half um, half a kilometre more than Leeds. Um, in the second half, uh, 3.7 kilometres more ground than Leeds.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: yeah, it is. It is. Against it, Bielsa's side as well. Um, <laughs> a weakened Bielsa's side.
3: Let's, let's have it right. Yeah, no, that's fair, that's that's fair, that's fair. In the first half, you look like the away side for large parts. No shot on target again, made it yeah. six consecutive halves in a row without a shot on target. Um, gave the ball away a lot to Leeds. We'll get to your midfielders uh, in, in just a moment, um, and only two attempts on goal. Um, the stats do show that you had a turnaround in the second half. Obviously, you got the goals from Hoybier and Reguiland. But second half, you had 11 attempts on goal, four on target, hit the woodwork three times and had 18 touches in the Leeds box compared to five in the first half. Um, that midfield, I guess Hojbjerg is is the one who's angry, he's anchored in there. He, he's solidified. It looks like he's trying to work out who he who trusts more out of Winks and Skip. Because his comments about Ndombele, which I'll give you in just a moment, kind of show you that he, he doesn't trust him one one bit.
4: There's a shocker. Yeah.
3: So he's basically just working out: do I want Winks in there or do
2: I want Skip in there? Yeah, it's not.
0: It's
2: not great. It's not great at the moment. I didn't. Uh, well, Winks. Winks had well a pretty that Lester performance. I thought. Um, I, there was a few times where I thought we gave the ball away in a key position, a key, a key position, uh, both when we were on the defensive and the offensive, um, which just, just most of the time disrupted any sort of momentum that we had in the first half. I think it was Reggie on, I think, but I could be wrong. It could have been winks, but that break that we had where we were cutting up through the middle of the pitch and there was a, um, didn't pass to Lucas. Yeah, didn't Reggae pass. To, it was in. It was Reggae on wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, Yeah, so I suppose that's. Yeah, that's. where well, it's not. It's not going to be uh, winks. But I, I'm happy with Hoiberg in there. I think that's the right decision. But I can see that being a position which he was probably going to ask for some money to be thrown at in January, um, since that does seem to be a focal point for where we're losing. Where, where the initial cracks in the defensive line are coming through as well. Um, when you've got such, when you're going to play the wing backs uh, like Reggaeon and uh, Royale, who were who are forward duties, were all right on the day, but defensive duties were terrible. You really need to shore up that line in front of the defence, but also make sure that you're not going to lose the ball when you're trying to create something in the middle of the pitch. He- just from a counter-attacking position, but just from general build-up play, because that like Winks just isn't offering that for me, and Hoiberg isn't that kind of player.
3: He singled out three players that he thought had a poor first half. Who do you think they were?
2: Uh, I'll probably go with uh, Reguion, uh Royale, and... Stinks. Winks? Winks. Two
3: out of three. Royale, he didn't single out. Lucas Moura, he did
2: he said lucas mora had a bad first half
3: he did he said that he was much better in the second half he passes were connecting uh, as with uh, harry winks who upped his level yeah. in the second half
2: yeah but i felt like all of our all of our sort of aggressiveness and all of any sort of like chances that we were creating any space that we were stretching their back line with if at all was coming from lucas mora I, I thought he was my, uh, i i Regu- got man of the match but I, to be honest i thought Reg- i thought uh, lucas mora was more the man of the match which Spurs player do you think touched the ball more than anyone else yesterday? Um, a weird part, a weird part. Of me wants to no, can't have been. No, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Eric Dyer.
3: He really? He touched the ball 76 times yesterday, far more than any other player on the pitch. I think he... this isn't the tag I'm sure he would like. He he is Spurs' Granite Xhaka. No matter what any of us think about him, every manager
4: he survives
0: <laughs>
3: clearly feels he's a man that not only he can play, but that he can trust.
2: Yeah, I is yeah, I, I, I oddly agree with that comparison. He kind of is, isn't it? He? He's uh, he can be an absolute shit show. Um, <laughs> he seems to get the nod every single time. I I put it down to he's probably a key character in that changing room um and it not having him on the pitch is quite like he can probably bear a lot of the the weight on that pitch um it's tricky I mean like i, I want to talk about the fallbacks a little bit i I felt you like want that, to talk about royale do you <laughs> yeah uh, I royale I sort of i said to you in the chat it was very. I'm surprised that Conte didn't call him out because for a new sign in as well, I thought at best, at best, he had a bang average performance. And if we had drawn or lost that, and he literally executed the exact same performance, I would have been turned around to you saying that was a rubbish performance. So it was kind of like the results that may be swaying this going forward. He was all right. He stretched the back line. He created some space his crossing was a bit shit <laughs> reminded me of Aaron Lennon's crossing um and defensively you were a United <laughs>
3: fan then, weren't you
2: <laughs> yeah uh but defensively he worked, didn't look great at all uh he it looked a risk
3: two in before the end of the season
2: yeah i could see that coming um if his, he's a bit his rough. last season
3: as a wing back at wolves he created more chances over his two seasons uh than any other right-sided defender than Trent Yeah. He, the fact Sessegnon came in yesterday shows quite literally there is a blank slate for everyone and yeah. Sessegnon looked good when he came on as well except think, for Dembele <laughs> with, the, with, the, with these conference league games there's chances to really make a statement because the opposition is there you can really go out and make a point particularly Mm. as a wing-back, because it's not like you're relying on the defensive side of the ball there. You can really get forward and drive and show what you can do. I think the centre midfield and both wing-back sides, um, right more than left, they're really going to have to fight to kind of keep their foot in the position moving forward. Mm. The non you just mentioned, so Conte obviously spoke in the week a little sooner than any other managers had to and he said that the Ndombele has to realise that he's playing for a team and not just himself. He says he has to be able to trust that the midfielder would carry out very specific tasks that he gives all of his players. Um, Jack, if um, you're still there. Still there, Jack? Yep. Yeah, um, sorry. So <laughs> Seth did an interview in the week, which was, which was misconstrued by... Um, a lot of the papers that were kind of picking it up rather than those that actually wrote the article. And Fabregas was speaking that 20 years into his career, Conte is telling him where he should be, very specifically where he should be passing a ball. And I guess if he's doing that to a player like Fabregas and Don he's got another thing coming if he thinks he's going to be able to waltz around and carry on doing what he's been doing
1: hundred percent I mean if you look at Sesk's time under Conte at Chelsea he was in and out of that team he could barely get in he, was, he preferred Matic just because he'd run around more and then he'd bring Sesko on like the second half as like a quarterback and then we'd score a couple of goals with his link up with Costa and you think that his link up with Costa a couple of years before, previously had won us the league essentially but no one is safe if you don't abide by Conte's rules like you're out and the really worked hard to get back in the team when arguably he was one of our well, best players. Mm. He says
3: so he's the, the toughest manager he's ever had to work for because it's not like you could kind of show something new to impressive because that isn't what he's asking you to do. He's he very literally kind of wanting to draw arrows and say, you do that there, then this goes here, then that goes into the net.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And um, I mean, there's it, this... Just- Funny thing, the other day, John Terry posted on Instagram, I think, a photo, <laughs> of a couple of biscuits. Conte commented underneath it just saying, just the one biscuit, John. And it's like, <laughs> there's stories like that during the, especially the title winning season where he literally just meticulously micromanaged absolutely everything to get Chelsea to win that, that tournament. I guess you not- that's why people fall out, I, I love with it, essentially, because there's only so much that's sustainable because you can't live your entire life like that. If you are on a good run and you think, I'm working towards course But when you're on you a bad run, no, you're Jack. being micromanaged that much.
3: Without dunking on Spurs here, as much as maybe that doesn't work for, for, for players like Fabregas, when you look at that Spurs team, where they are, and the players they're likely to bring in, do you not think that could be the best thing for them? Quite literally, yeah. telling them this is what you're doing. You, you don't need to have any free thought. Like I'm telling you this is what works.
1: Definitely. I think that he's like the antithesis really of Nuno. When you look at... I mean, Harry Kane, for example, he's, he still dropped deep a lot the other day. And he I think looked that,
3: knackered yesterday.
1: Yeah. If, if Conte... Oh, old. If Conte tells him what to do, like, stop fucking coming back so much, um, that might be probably be the best thing for him. I mean, Conte teams love to have a target man up front, and they don't play yeah. a, like a lofted long ball. They play a long ball straight through the middle of the park and allow the striker to be played off, essentially. And you've got great players to be able to do that in Morris Son, and Bergwijn. So, I mean, he's got the right components to have a good run at Spurs. I just don't know how long it's going to be sustainable to be living under that micromanagement culture, especially when you've got players doing, right. like and on belly, and, like, if players start getting a bit disillusioned, that's when the wheels fall off Conte. Well, it, it's,
2: it's, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same as as Mourinho's situation. It's but obviously different, different characteristics. It's going to come with the results. If you're getting results and the clubs move in the direction you want, the system will last. The players will look right. Well, okay. I may not like this element of his, you know, of his, of his managerial managerial reign, but we're winning trophies. We're winning games. Things are going well. You trade one hand in the other, you know, it's, I, I, it is, it is what it was under Mourinho. I, that I run, think that run that we went on with Mourinho where we weren't playing amazing football, but Son and Kane had the best partnership in the league going for half the season until towards Christmas. And then as soon as that, as soon as the results dry out, it all goes to shit you know, it's very quickly turned.
1: I, I, I do agree with that, but I also think you're getting a manager in Conte is a very different stage than the manager you got with Josie, I think.
2: Oh, 100%, 100%, but 100%, but I still think that it's, it, the, the the rules of engagement are similar.
1: I, I think you're right, and I think, I look at it, the way Conte plays, and people say it's boring, and um, I kind
0: yesterday.
1: of, I, I counter that with Jose football was was boring because it was hoofing the ball up with absolutely no effort after sitting in for so long. Whereas Conte, you sit in, and then as soon as you get a break, that's it, bang, five players forward. Let's see if we can take this chance to really overload the defenders. So that actual soaking up of the pressure becomes more entertaining because you know that you're going to get a chance with San, Bergwijn, Mora on the break, and Harry Kane in the middle. I think it's. it's I was more excited into Conte sitting and encountering than I was into Sari having the ball all the time and doing nothing with it.
3: Always because it's back to disrespecting Sarri.
1: (laughs) I think think it's easy comparisons to make because it's two different styles of play, relatively similar with the same Chelsea squad. I just think I would much rather see us sit in for the majority of the game and have four good breaks, two where we nearly score and then two when we do, than have the ball for the majority of the game and barely get past the halfway line or the final third
3: I don't think Spurs have the facilities for that Alex if we close out with this are you at least reassured that you're starting to look like an Antonio Conte team Uh,
2: from what I saw from what I saw in the game at the weekend uh, yes I think things are moving in the right direction so you think you can get top 10 (laughs) Uh, mate I think we can get top (laughs) 8 The ambition. For them, my heart skips a (laughs) beat.
3: We're going to win a league. We're going to win a (laughs) league. That fourth Uh, spot is ours. Anyway, my miss. Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. I will ask any of you that have seen the two films this week on Movie Madness 1994's The Mask up against 1998's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels.
1: Lockstar for me but i'm a massive carry fan so i don't know it's a tough one
2: i don't I, I haven't seen either of them so i can't comment but you've
1: not seen the mask you've not no seen
2: i
3: haven't
0: either
2: no i've not, I've not I've seen, seen either, either. Oh, no, i know i'll <laughs> oh, oh, poor for me i know but i do have an interesting film fact for you that i Is randomly Netflix found out today the mask I, I do have a I do have an interesting film fact for you. You have you, do, have you covered uh, Jurassic Park on. You have covered Jurassic Park in at least we one are, of the series. I'm not sure if this was made, but how many minutes in the film do you think actually showed dinosaurs? Twenty-eight. Okay. Anybody else? It's like a two-hour something film. You go, mate. It, I, I
0: don't want to. 15 minutes
2: that's Jesus. all that's the only that's the only on-screen dinosaur time in the entire film for a two and a bit hour film that spun me earlier it's a bit short change now
3: I'm going to have to close this because my second headphones about to die so uh
4: nice dog gets my this. vote as well there you go
3: thanks as always for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod we will be back next week maybe have something bonus come in if you uh keep a look on your timelines on Wednesday so uh Until then, adios.